Welcome to Bolton School Extra, the podcast brought to you by Bolton School. In this series, we'll be exploring school life, allowing you, the listener, to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each episode, we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. So let's get into this episode right now of Bolton School Extra. Hello and welcome to today's podcast recording. Um, we're going to be sort of thinking about the creative arts and the different partnerships at Bolton School. So welcoming first Naomi Lord and Helen Holt. So Naomi, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do at the school and then Helen would love to hear from you as well. Hello, I'm Naomi. I'm Director of Creative Learning and Partnerships for the Foundation. And that role includes whole school arts development. It also includes community arts work. So lots of work with our local community and um, really working on what whole school culture looks like blended with locality. And just a quick question, Naomi, how long have you been at the school and has this been a role that has been around for some time? I have been here for really quite a long time. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, um, I'm an old girl of the school. So if if we want to go all the way back, that would be 1991. But then I returned as uh, teaching staff in 2010. At that point, I was an English teacher and uh, a drama teacher. And from there, through ArtSmart Development, really the role that I'm in now was designed through um, arts development work in school. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is incredible. We're looking forward to obviously hearing a little bit more about what you're doing now. Um, But also, most importantly, the fact that you've actually got such a great understanding of the school will be interesting to hear your take on a lot of perspective from that. And Helen Holt, tell us a little bit about your role in the school. Hello, I'm the deputy head at Hesketh House, which is our junior girls school. I have a real interest in creative learning and project based learning. Um, At Hesketh House, our recent initiatives include developing strategies to sort of embed character education into our teaching and learning and promoting oracy skills through the creative thinking strategies. And we have a really exciting, challenging curriculum to try and equip our girls with the skills and capabilities that they need for school and later life. So just tell us a little bit about it, because you mentioned this too. So some people listening might be like, character education, what does that actually mean? And they might not be aware of some of the work by uh, particularly the DfE as well around character. What, what is character education? Well, to, to sort of reduce it to a nutshell, the three sort of components that we really focus on are the skills of communication, collaboration and critical thinking. Um at, at Hesketh House and our junior girls, we call those Hesketh habits. So they oh, span okay. out into eight broader habits, right. which we sort of embed via displays around school, but we also embed into our teaching and learning. Okay, great. And you've also brought along two of your students. So we've got Billy and Fliz. Billy, why don't you tell us uh, which year in and uh, why you've been invited today, do you think? Hi, uh, my name's Billy. I'm in year 12. And um, I'm a student and I take um, drama A-level, English literature and history. And I've been, I think I'd like to hope that I'd be invited on today because I definitely have um, a passion for the arts that is helped through the um, extensive opportunities that are offered at this school. And I'm sure we'll be drawing on more of them later, but yeah. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear. I I bet that is the case. And it'll be lovely to hear as well about your experiences as a student as well. Uh, And Fliss, hello. 
Hi, um, so I'm Fliss, I'm also in year 12 and I'm a student and I think I've been invited because um, I take part in lots of different areas of the arts in school. I've been involved with music, with all the um, English and like creative sides. I run, my, <laughs> I run my own book club and things like that. And um, I take part in lots and lots of performing arts opportunities that come for us. Brilliant, thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna kick off my first question. So I know that the uh, school arts and culture programming um, is obviously keenly embedded within the school. Um, so how does that actually enhance student learning and development? I don't know who would like to take that question, whether it's Naomi or Helen. I'll take that one. I think that we enhance student development in lots of different ways. Um, and I would break it down really into thinking about how arts are represented in the classroom and what excellence looks like there, but also what creativity looks like in every classroom across every subject discipline, not just art subjects. Then in terms of participation, what does it mean in terms of um, co-curricular participation in school life to have a really rounded opportunity? And then I'm also thinking about skills, mastery, and perhaps um, most importantly, at the top end of that range of things that I've mentioned, um, what shaping and leading the arts look like within the school community but also within the local um, community and at the top end there that's provision for able gifted and talented for young people that are really interested in arts and culture sector careers and it's an opportunity to have live um, collaboration with arts organizations in the town regionally nationally and um, to enhance their CVs that way. So um, we're all about participation for everybody for enjoyment mm -hmm. and fun all the way through to what does this look like um, as a career and what are the emergent forms that are, that are important in those careers? And, and how, do you, how do you do that? So, I mean, I know there are probably some people, uh, there's probably two different questions, some of the stuff you picked up. So I'm going to give you those two. So one of them is probably thinking about, as you talked about, engaging arts within every part of your curriculum so how does perhaps a maths teacher who's perhaps never thought about how how do you engage them and then my second question probably thinking about as you say is participation for all how do, how have you managed to create that um opportunity at bolton school so i don't know which question you want to pick first i'll go with the maths one first okay. because... <laughs> i've just pulled that one out of my head the maths <laughs> teacher's probably uh, you know someone who's very keen on arts anyway I'll go with that one first because I think it's um, a tricky one and it links to the conversation the, that we'll have about what creativity looks like in the classroom. But uh, just this morning, um, we had Arts Colours, uh, Colours Assembly and Billy addressed the school about the importance of creativity, culture and um, arts participation. And part of that was... Um, focusing on why those things are important and why those things are important for the whole community that mm -hmm. was sat in the room. And he pointed to STEM subjects and STEM subjects, particularly in relation to um, emergent technology, to AI, to film and gaming industries in the UK and how prominent um, they are and how fast they're growing. And um, very much pointed to the fact that um, maths engineering sciences are all um, key disciplines that feed into that industry so it's very much about drawing um, areas of the curriculum in sync and signposting the, that relevance so well I tell you 
Billy, why don't you tell us a little bit about, so how, how did you have the, sorry, not to sort of cut you off there, but it'd just be great, wouldn't it, to hear from Billy. So Billy, for you, when you did this, what, what sounds an incredible uh, assembly that you gave this morning, but what was it that fed that? And, and how do you think seeing arts within the curriculum kind of led you perhaps to some of those ideas or conclusion? Well, what I was sharing with the school this morning is ultimately my perspective on the importance of participation in the arts and looking wider at cultural education and creative learning before relating it back ultimately to my own personal experience within the school. And I mentioned, of course, uh, me and Fliss were both recently in the production of Great Gatsby, oh, which I played Nick Carraway and she played Daisy Buchanan. Oh, wow. <laughs> but. And it's all it's experiences like this and more that for the immersals in the discipline and satisfaction of process in in that we are able to explore the histories, stories and, and expression of what ultimately it means to be human. As the arts as a whole, they promote health and well-being as they help us to contextualize and understand ourselves. And we're ultimately lost in a process of beauty and collective endeavor and process and i mean i know as well just from speaking uh, solely from a social aspect just finding people like obviously fliss here with me today and just that ability to gather together with like-minded people to create to invent to have fun it's very special definitely and what benefit i mean obviously you've mentioned some of the great benefits that you've therefore seen in the school community what benefits has it been for you personally like taking part in school productions or actually just having opportunities put in front of you and i'll also ask Fliss as well in a second just that ability beyond a curriculum to fully express both my creativity and individuality and not feel confined to a classroom in that i suppose yeah, thank you. Fliss, what about yourself? Well, I think having like the arts as part of the curriculum and being so like driven to take part in things like productions, it's led me on to like my career path. It's led me on to what I want to do in the future. And it's given me hobbies and things as well. Like I've started going to drama school outside of school on a weekend just because I love it so much. And it's such like an integral part of my life. And, you know, it made me go out and find an agent. It's made me just more forward in terms of what I want to do. Wow. And I think that's the important, isn't it? That is the power. Um, and so many people at the moment, isn't the Arts Council, particularly in the country, talking about the power of the arts. And it's just wonderful to hear how that has actually had a really profound effect on both of you. So Naomi, you were also talking about some of the other cultural programming and collaboration that you um, have put forward at the school. So could you give us some examples, perhaps, of some successful projects or collaborations? If we're thinking about um, whole school cultural programming, I think it's important to talk about how um, that appears in PSHE and RSE programming and uh, to contextualise the ideas that we might talk about there. Um, so recent examples of work in that area involve um, afternoon courses in the foundations of house music, where young people are learning about where um, house music came from, how it evolved, but they're also learning about the social, racial, um, LGBTQ plus context that that um, musical evolution passed through in the States. So that's one example. Peoples have recently also engaged in um, exploration of representation in the media and 
So uh, recently, um, pupils have worked on um, representations in the media, thinking about how um, they, they're coded and how um, we produce those and how they can be read. We've also um, worked with Autograph um, APB and brought their missing chapter exhibition into school in relation to that media representation work. So we've looked at the history of photography and thought about how um, um, how we understand each other is coded through all of um, all of that um, visual media that surrounds us in everyday life. So that's a, a school based answer. Mm-hmm. And so and you said that takes place in the sort of part of the PSHE and RSE curriculum. Yes. And um, we have um, offset um, time within the school week where there's um, special time to um, focus on um, themes and to um, draw those through year on year. I suppose uh, in terms of cultural programming, I could move to um, the the community end of that and think about um, programmes that are on offer to our pupils, but also um, broad offers that are open to children across the borough as well. So one of those offers is a co-creative community arts collective called Creatives Now that's um, open to 12 to 18 year olds across the borough. Um, the young people in that um, in that collective design the projects that they wish to carry out um, for and with other young people in Bolton and that's connected um, as a network to cultural organisations in the town. So a real importance there of being able to apply the changes that you wish to see through arts and social design. We also offer a theatre programme, Saturday Social, in a partnership with um, the Optican Theatre, and that's for 10 to 14-year-olds, and that takes place in our school theatre on Saturdays. And again, it's um, it's special because it um, is about... Um, vertical exploration and play across ages. And how do children get involved in that? So you mentioned like obviously all these different ages. Do children just sign up for that or how how have you created that opportunity? We um, share the opportunities through um, lots of different avenues. Um, Bolton Learning Partnership is um, one network which is a collection of Bolton secondary schools where we make the offer there. We um, share the offer through um, community arts groups through the youth participation forum as well and importantly so because then I suppose that um, a key element of what we're aiming to do there is to reach all young people in Bolton and particularly those that don't already have um, access to the arts so the youth participation forums are an excellent vehicle to help us um, achieve that and um, we communicate the offer through uh, local news and um, primary hubs as well. We're always oversubscribed and it's really lovely to just receive um, rafts of parental emails mostly talking about the shift in confidence of uh, their children and when's the next one <laughs> uh, well like yeah, I mean I, I think it's an incredible opportunity and it sounds amazing how many young people that you're reaching across your community so I mean that's some wonderful different types of projects and collaborations I've just Billy and Fliss, can you remember, see, Naomi was talking a little bit about some of the things that have taken place in PSHE or RSE. Can you remember any things that stick out for you that have taken place, different projects over the last few years? I think a major thing with the uh, PSHE curriculum 
is that like I remember a talk we had a couple of weeks ago they invited a speaker called Gareth Cheeseman in who is absolutely lovely we've had him a few times and he basically went through the history of um, uh, the LGBTQ um, side of Bolton and how it's developed and all the different laws that we were all really shocked at hearing about because you know it's very new to have this kind of education and obviously Bolton is very good with it because um, they organise lots of different speakers. We have different speakers in every week. We are currently on a carousel, they called it, of right. um, PSHE speakers. And so, yeah, it focused all on um, how it's changed in Bolton and the different dates and things. And we learned a lot about uh, LGBT history. Wow, that sounds an incredible opportunity for you to actually meet somebody to actually talk about the recent history of where you live. Uh, inviting that in. That's a brilliant example. Thank you. Now, obviously, probably not everyone is like Billy and Fliss and loves getting on stage and performing. <laughs> um, some of us are uh, not so good. So how, how do you, Naomi or Helen, how do you actually ensure that your arts programming is accessible and inclusive for all of your students? You know, It doesn't matter about their background or their abilities. I think it might be useful to talk about um, creativity in the classroom in um, in that regard and to unpack what we mean by that because um, I think that people think when they hear um, creativity that um, uh, they're imagining spotlights and expressive dance and spandex and who knows what else. Yeah, that's but... very true. It's not, it's not all flash dance, is it? <laughs> Sadly not. But, um, <laughs> but um, I think it's really helpful if we unpack what we mean by yeah, creativity okay. and, uh, and its relevance across the board. And perhaps if Helen starts with what that looks like for our younger pupils, mm. and then um, I can pick up on what that looks like for um, older students. Great. Thanks, Helen. That would be lovely to hear about Hesketh House and what you actually start doing there with the younger girls. Well, we embed our Hesketh habits, creativity, communication, collaboration, um, curiosity um, to into the curriculum to really promote those skills. And, and they're very much embedded. It's a split screen learning, teaching knowledge, but also skills alongside that knowledge, which is going to really benefit the pupils in later life. Uh, we've been involved in um, a creative thinking action research pilot uh, led by Bill Lucas from the University of Winchester Centre for Real World Learning. And we've been looking at developing the vital skills that our pupils need for success in life and work in the 21st century. And we've been looking at learning and engagement and innovative assessment methods and creative thinking strategies. And a key aim of the project is to transform the teaching practices in our schools. So at Hasgith House, we've really looked at embedding those habits into everyday mm -hmm. um, teaching and learning. For example, example um we've co we're currently engaged in a project that has um looked at the exploration of our school woodland uh, we've taken the girls to the anderton center to look at the creativity tra uh, trail there the children were led by their own curiosity and imagination and they've taken a sort of an idea inspired by woodland to um, solve an eco problem so we were looking at how could woodland habitats be preserved and we asked questions how might we do this what is the change we wish to see the pupils have sort of developed their ideas through exploratory talk taking it through to present presentational talk and that's culminated in 
public service announcements and they've been encouraged to ask, to wonder, to speculate, investigate, explore. Those are sort of the building blocks of those lessons and the outcomes are going to be presented in a gallery review that teachers can come to, pupils can come to, our governors, heads of school, to see how that learning has really impacted on the pupils' confidence and their ability to reflect on their own learning. So they've kept journals throughout that process. Mm -hmm. They've been able to reflect on their learning as they um, have gone through the sequence of learning and they really have understood themselves as learners better. And that's a process that we're trying to sort of develop in other subjects. So, so, and once you've just sort of mentioned there, haven't you, there's the impact that you've seen like anecdotally with your young people that as you've talked to them, but as a result of their journals, that you can see that confidence growing. And so how do you, how does one, you, so you talk about sort of embedding habits, um, which is obviously brilliant. How do you get them to sort of extend their capability? So if they sort of like, well, I don't have this habit, you know, and you talked about reflection, what type of things do you do in that reflection time to help them actually develop their ability to you know increase their habit what we've done we've done two sort of research pilots now the first one was very much focusing on collaboration and in we were linking ideas in english and science so we were embedding collaborative techniques into every lesson just for 10 or 15 minutes so that this was a process that the pupils became used to it wasn't just an add-on it became very much part and parcel of every lesson. So those skills definitely grew as the lesson sequences developed. And we really encourage the girls to reflect on their own understanding and their own learning by asking them questions. And it might that might have been a chat between te uh, teacher and pupil or the pupils talking amongst themselves. In the gallery review at the end, we gave our visitors questions to ask the pupils as they walked around and their comments were really positive and they could very much see that our pupils had really understood their own learning journey and how they had become much better at collaboration. That was in the first project we did. This current project has been on asking questions. So we have had lots of open-ended questions. We've used those in assembly times where some of our year six girls have worked with our year three girls. And we might have had um, a question like, what would school look like without exams? That sort of question that doesn't have a specific answer. And that's generated so many possibilities. And um, we have an ideas wall at Hesketh House where the girls can write on. So, you know, we've put all those ideas on the ideas wall as they walk through. They can have a little look at that. So this current project has very much been about asking questions, mm. wondering, uh, challenging assumptions. Brilliant. I must say that that ability to be curious is great. I'm sure Billy and Flair's probably have their own thoughts about what would the world look like without exams, but we won't we won't put that to them at the moment. <laughs> I, I think you would uh, you'd be surprised by um, by just how horrified some of the um, children were by the idea that they wouldn't be tested. Oh, really? Well, actually, to be fair, you're right. I, I, that's true. We are in a world, aren't we? We're used to being sort of there's a judgmental, isn't there? Sort of, and we we like people to tell us how we're doing and not have to think for it ourselves. So actually, again, something else as they begin to be creative well thank you so much for that Helen that's a uh, sounds incredibly brilliant all the things that you're actually doing and how you're actually expanding their abilities any other sort of thoughts about how you actually create this opportunity to sort of get your young people to think about arts in a totally fresh way Naomi I think you were going to say something as well 
I was thinking about the the testing idea actually, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, and and that was the uh, that's a, um, a hurdle in I think everybody's uh, conceptualization, including uh, teachers and school leaders, in that uh, if you're if you're not tested um, by an exam, uh, how are you evidencing your learning? And the, and the 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 shift across is to actually something really important. You're evidencing it by um, implementing it, by applying it in real world circumstances. So that that conceptual shift is huge when um, the the diet you're experiencing as a young person encourages you to perform to a test. And it's been really interesting to see what's come out of the the current project in terms of. Um, how young people who don't consider themselves particularly academic through investing in the skills have just flown forwards in success because um, they've found a a route into supporting um, how they learn and what they produce. Similarly, it's unleashed capability in the middle um, and we've just seen uh, children that are doing well, doing okay, all of a sudden um, produce fantastic work. And SEND um, pupils offering up the information that subject areas that they felt disengaged from are now incredibly exciting to them. And I think it's that shift in being able to tailor your own learning, to design your learning and to have live outcomes and to feel the status of those for instance through live presentations that's so transformative wow and i think well you you've, you're offering up aren't you the evidence that for parents who are like well actually you know standardized testing or the outs or the world you know different people sort of saying we need to have this information and these are the curriculum requirements we've got to get through all the content and the knowledge that actually having that artistic freedom all this experimentation actually offers an opportunity but is developing your young people, isn't it, in a totally wonderful way that allows them to meet all of those curriculum requirements to actually become the best of themselves through what you're actually doing at Bolton School. Have you sort of had any other thoughts, Naomi, about how you actually need to balance that or the way that you have come to approaching this role? I think that we're we're really clear here. And Helen, you um, mentioned before the term split screen learning that... Subject expertise is really important. Subject-based skills are really important. There are areas of specialism, but what we're advocating for here is um, creative thinking skills that are taught alongside um, these disciplines that bring them to life. Going back to what Billy was talking about in assembly this morning, how do you um, convert your school learning to answer current social issues? to answer climate crisis, to think about how we um, solve um, different forms of poverty. And in terms of balance and academic and skills excellence, what we're doing by teaching this way is drawing all of that back to well-being too, because without um, personal agency and the opportunity to think about how you might act and then how to act. There's um, an incredible feeling of impotence in a in a radically changing world. So that balance for me is essential in how we teach. 
Brilliant. Well, thank you. And I think that's such a powerful word, isn't it? Agency, giving you opportunities to make decisions. So in what ways do you involve and engage your parents and community members with all that you're doing at the school with regards to the arts and culture programming? Um, we do lots of different perspective lectures in school that um, parents get invited to. So currently we've started um, something called the Platt Fisher Lecture Series, um, where we get loads of different old girls to come in and to talk to us about um, their lives, what they've done with their lives. And um, on International Women's Day, we had um, loads of different women from loads of different career paths coming in and um, interviewing each of us individually. And um, I had one with a couple of journalists and they spoke to me about what they do in terms of broadcast journalism. And one of them was a arts journalist. And she spoke to me about all the film sets she's visited and things like that. So we get like lots of different alumni and parents and things involved. Um, and yeah, they're just constantly bringing in old girls to talk to us about their careers. Which one would you say has had the biggest impact on you, Felissa? Made you tell anything, give, like perhaps given you sort of a light bulb moment where you think, oh, actually, that could be me. So Miss Lord mm -hmm. has definitely helped me develop um, attitudes towards my career and what I want to do and who I want to be, really. Because um, before this year, I wasn't really thinking about a career in the arts. I was focusing more on law. Um, but over the past year or so, we've worked so much on like Gatsby and working with, uh, we went on a creative writing retreat oh, wow. um, in which we did lots of different writing with different uh, writers and poets. And so just really developing that sense of creativity, which has come through the old girls like Miss Lord. Um, yeah, has really pushed me towards what I want to do. I'd just like to take a moment to say that I'm um, like pseudo uh, resentful of the term old girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm we'll call you old. young we were like young girl exactly young yes young old girl <laughs> right. yes we'll we'll make sure that everyone has that written up in the uh description of the podcast Bliss, that sounds well uh, what an opportunity and uh, what a big change of direction i for those people who obviously can't see that i can see billy nodded his head when you talked about laura's like oh yeah so um billy what about for you what what opportunities could you tell us about the about engaging parents or other community members I mean, specifically focusing on Plissa's mentioning of the use of the alum, uh, alumni network. Um, so I've old boy journalist Hadley Stewart uh, has connected me to a writer, writer and journalist Matt Kane to learn about his new LGBTQ plus musical and the creative process and specifically how I can apply such to my EPQ in which I'll be um, doing a wider research of LGBTQ plus theatre in order to produce a script that draw themes from the past and contemporary themes and styles and purpose of theatre practice to making something relevant for now. And the ability to be able to do such with the likes of theatre makers and those in the industry is absolute, it just takes my learning to a level that... Mm -hmm just goes beyond above and beyond truly and i'm very appreciative for that well do you know i mean it sounds amazing all the opportunity you've got particularly using your alumni as well who've also experienced the school and obviously want to come back and share so you know i mean obviously you're doing all of these um naomi helen but why do you think it's important what is it behind that's sort of driving you know this big desire to actually involve and engage your wider community i think it's really important to have our alumni come back because i think it inspires our pupils. We recently had um, 
an old girl returned to school. She'd written her first book. She spoke to the whole of primary division about what had inspired her to become an author, how she'd gone through the process of, like, like you were saying, sort of going through different career options and then actually one doing the thing that she actually loved. I think it's showing our pupils that there are so many different careers opportunities in the creative arts. I think that's important. Very much good role models in those in those sort of roles. I think that's hugely important. And I think it's just realism too. Mm-hmm. Um, schools um, can often feel like um, closed environments and I don't believe they should do. Penny Hayes, um, Schools Without Walls ethos, that idea of what um, the schools look like when they're integrated with their communities, their um, immediate communities, uh, so um, our alums, but also local uh, and regional to international. What does it look like to be blended with them? Because otherwise it's a, a sterile, closed, work-in-practice situation and uh, and that's not just how life operates beyond the walls. So why why should it be that way for schools? Oh, brilliant. Well, I think that sounds like a perfect note to finish on, that idea of actually being connected and that wider connection with your community. Thank you so much for joining me today, Naomi, Helen, Fliss and Billy. It's been a pleasure meeting you and hearing a lot about um, what you're actually doing and what you're doing sounds just so innovative as well as actually giving your pupils that opportunity to to dig deeper and find out more about themselves. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, boltonschool.org. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to connecting with you next time. Bye for now.